This is KCLR's Bottom Line with John Purcell. Brought to you with thanks to O'Neill Foley Accountants, the Southeast's largest independent accountancy practice. www.onf.ie Hello, good morning and welcome to The Bottom Line, the programme for and about business on KCLR, brought to you in association with O'Neill Foley Accountants. Well, I hope you all had a good Christmas and New Year. This, of course, is the first edition of The Bottom Line in 2020, and we're looking forward to bringing you lots of interesting stories and meeting lots of interesting people in business in Carlock, Kilkenny and beyond over the next year. Later in the programme, I'll be talking to business mentor, trainer and author Blaise Brosnan about getting the right mindset to take on business challenges in the year ahead. With the issue of climate change and the environment to the fore, we'll also be talking to one local business about what they're doing to cut down on energy costs. But first, in the run-up to Christmas, you heard a lot on KCLR about Careers Kilkenny, an event designed to bring people together at Christmas who may be living away from home and who are interested in returning to Kilkenny and taking up their career. The event took place on December 28th in the Medieval Mile Museum in Kilkenny City and over a thousand people came along to meet the over 20 leading local companies that were taking part. It was a who's who of local companies who were creating literally thousands of jobs in the local economy and it included Taxpack, Cartoon Saloon, Lighthouse Studios, Integro as well as some of the many new startups announced during 2019 who were looking to recruit. The Asgard Group, headquartered in Kilkenny, was one company taking part. Joining me on the line is Porik Tracy, who's Group HR Manager for the Asgard Group. Good morning and Happy New Year, Porik. Thanks very much and same to you, John. Yeah. Uh, before we talk about careers, Kilkenny, Porik, uh, tell us a bit about the Asgard Group. Well, Asgard, Asgard itself was set up in 2000, um, in the year 2000, so we're celebrating 20 years now in um, in this year. Um, we'll have a big gala event, I think, for in uh, happening sometime in, in uh, February this year. Um, yeah, and we've grown from basically, I suppose, you know, from very, very small beginnings um, in, here in Kilkenny, set up by our founder, John Comerford from Castle Comer a very proud Castle Comer man, and um, he has uh, grown the business, basically. He's, he's, he himself comes from a quantity surveying background, and he saw a, uh, um, an opening in the um, modular clean room design market, I suppose, really, uh, way back then, and he um, uh, started uh, uh, having discussions, I suppose, with the pharmaceutical companies that were here, the likes of the Pfizer's and the Merck Charts and Domes and all that, and uh, he grew the business really, as I said, from very, very small beginnings to um, currently um, employing across across the whole group about 140 people, and uh, you know we've we've um, expanded um, into Europe and nearly globally, I suppose, into the US market now as well. Um, so we're currently working in places like Switzerland, Germany, Belgium, Holland, Sweden, Finland, and we've just um, um, Norway is is just been added to that list as well. So um, great success, fantastic business and um, going from strength to strength here all the time. And uh, employment in the region of 140 people across the group, an international business, so recruitment very important to you? 
recruitment is very, very important to us, you know, and, uh, you know, we're looking, we're, we're supposed to like a kind of a specialised installer, I suppose, or specialised construction company, really. So, you know, we need people like that are, you know, that are that are highly qualified. And uh, sometimes that can be, you know, especially in the current, in the current employment market when we're nearly at full employment, that, that, that can be uh, a bit of a, a problem um, to find the, the, the right people. And the Careers Kilkenny event was just a perfect platform, like to basically meet face to face those those people, you know, especially when they're coming back from from Christmas time when they're coming back on holidays. And I remember myself; I lived abroad for a long, long time as well, you know. And you come back at Christmas, and you say, "God, if there was only a job here, I'd love to stay," you know. Mm. And uh, back in those days, there wasn't the things, there wasn't events like Kilkenny or the Careers Kilkenny. So it was a perfect perfect platform for us to meet these people and to just have a chat with them and see what their options are and and uh, see what 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 we have available for them. Yeah, you have a number of positions available. Just talk to us a bit about the kind of conversations you were having on the day and why you think Kilkenny's a good place to, to live and work. Well, look, you know, I suppose we're looking for people like in IT, for example, we're looking for design architects and we're looking for Revit technicians and beam technicians, um, you know, quantity surveyors, estimators and that type of thing as well. So, and a lot of these, I guess, they're kind of very heavily construction related, I suppose, really. A lot of the work at the moment is currently in Dublin. And it's kind of our, our our mission, I suppose, in a way, is to give people here in the southeast, not only Kilkenny but also in the whole southeast, the option and say, look, there is work here on your doorstep. Yes, you do have to travel to sites around the country and possibly further afield in in in, in Europe and so on. But um, you know, the 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 possibilities are here. The jobs are here in Kilkenny. And these are the type of conversations, you know, I think, don't think people really kind of realise like that there's companies like Asgard out there that, that um, have spread their, spread their wings so far and that have these, these positions available. And, uh, you know, I think especially when you're talking with graduates and whatever, they seem to tend to go for Dublin. That's where the work is. That's where the money is as such, you know, but mm-hmm. um, they don't really kind of fully realise that, 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 that these, type of, these type of jobs are here on their, on their own doorstep, really. And in the recruitment um, process, quality of life, accessibility to schools and all of that kind of stuff is very important in getting the right people and Kilkenny seems to have that in spades. Absolutely, you know, and that's what we try to push as well, you know, instead of spending three hours sitting on the M9 or the M7 or whatever it is every day, that, you know, look, there is, the, I mean, you know, I, I always say it like, you know, that, but especially for people that, that are that are working away as such, you know, that, you know, you jump in the car here in Kilkenny and in 40 minutes you're you're on the beautiful white sandy beaches of, of Waterford and Wexford as such, really, you know, or an hour away from us. Uh, the schools, you know, the schools that are here in Kilkenny as well and, the um, you know, there's the, the secondary school primary schools you know it's it's very well uh, positioned here like for for that and um you know house prices everything like that are a little bit cheaper here as well i know everything is probably expensive at the moment too and house prices or whatever they're doing if they're going up or down but they're still compared to we say the dublin prices or the big city prices you know Kilkenny is a very attractive place to live mm, okay Park. um and i'm sure recruitment is an ongoing uh, process for you what kind of positions have you got available at the moment and you're actively looking for really looking for at the moment is an IT specialist or an IT manager. Um, we have a number of positions in our design department as well for architectural designers, BIM and Revit technicians. 
um, in our commercial department, then uh, quantity surveyors and estimators, and uh, we have a number of admin positions um, uh, currently as well. Later in the year, we will be looking when uh, new contracts start, we're looking for site personnel, so site managers, construction site managers, supervisors, project managers, and so on as well. Mm. So I suppose they'll keep an eye on the website and keep an, and, and uh, link in with us on LinkedIn as well as always a good way to, for, to find out what, what's available with us. Okay, Porrick, thanks very much. That's Porrick Tracy, who's the Group HR Manager for the Asgard Group. Now, I mentioned at the start of the programme the importance of mental attitude in business success. Wexford-based Blaise Brosnan is a business consultant who works with many successful companies in Carlock Kilkenny and who is credited with making a real difference to the lives of many entrepreneurs in terms of assisting clarity of purpose, focus and making progress. Blaise has written a number of books and given that we're facing into a new year and the thoughts of many people in business turn to the challenges ahead, I spoke to him earlier and asked him about the attitudes people need to adopt to meet business challenges. What we find in business is those are in top of the game and those that kind of focus in on the, the commerce of really what they're doing, that they generally tend to win over the longer term. There might be short hiccups. You know, what's happening in the macro economy with the Trumps and the viruses of this world, we can do nothing about other than decide how we're going to react against it. But like at the end of the day, business is a commercial entity and we as owner-managers of our business, we just need to be that little bit better at it. And you used the phrase there, focus on the commerce of what they're doing. Can you talk talk a bit more about that? What do you actually mean by that? Yeah, we come across a lot of people, they get into business because they're good at something. They might be good fabricators or they might be good beauticians or they might be good accountants or whatever, whatever the vocational uh, specialty is. And they're generally good at that. But to run a business, you need more than just that. Uh, you know, that uh, uh, you, you need to be able to convert that into commerce because there's only one certainty in business. And that is every day that you open the business, it costs you money. Uh, what's not certain is what revenue you're going to generate to counteract that. And this is where the kind of commercial focus uh, has to be and the skills required. They have to be developed. Most of us don't have them naturally because our focus is at the operational speciality area, you know. Mm. And what kind of practical skills would you recommend? Because I think most people would have a, a good feel for what you're talking about. People get distracted by emails, by people popping their heads into the, their office, by crises that pop up. But how can you actually deal with that and focus on the actual nuts and bolts that are really critical? Yeah, if, if you look at a business, uh, I think there's three links in the business chain, right? One is the sourcing, uh, coming up with the formula. The second link of the chain is the operational side. And the third link of the chain is uh, the trading side. Now, my view is that the money, the real money, is in the two in-links. The formulation or the sourcing and the trading at the end. There's very little money actually in the operational side of the business. But that's where most people spend most of their time with the result they don't have the resource at the time. Or it might be uncomfortable, uncomfortable for them as well, uh, you know, to get out there trading. Uh, and But that's where the money is. I, I met a lady in uh, Watford on Monday, for argument's sake, and she's a specialist in her own particular area and very good at it. 
and has a good reputation uh, in the operational side of what she's doing. But she's a pure amateur in relation to the commerce of how to turn that into an actual commercial business so she can get a return back on her investment. And the reason for it is that she's far more comfortable doing things than to get out there to her customers. And she is a targeted customer. Uh, uh, I think just top in mind, she said she needs to go and speak with and negotiate over the next 12 months. But she's kind of, she's uncomfortable doing that. Now, she'll have to get over that uh, uncomfortableness in order to be able to turn her good idea into a commercial business. And how do you help her do that, Blaise? Uh, well, I suppose to try and uh, uh, get her to understand that she needs a return back on her investment. And her investment in her business now is not money. It's actually investing the uncomfortableness of getting out there in front of the target customers that she needs to get to and to fine-tune her negotiating skills, you know. Because the, the game is one of last, generally, uh, at how good we are at negotiating, particularly at the crunch moments. Mm. It's not different to a hurling match, a football match, or whatever. Most big matches, and most important matches, are one or last in a matter of two or three minutes. And most of them are lost. Um, they say what goes on above the neck and indeed in the in the in the couple of inches above your eyebrows is is the determining <laughs> factor. And you've written about that as well in a book called "You Are the Limiting Factor." Some people may think that's a, a negative um, angle to go at it, but but you're positive about people taking on their limitations. I am, yeah, because uh, none of us is the full chilling. I am. I'm not. You're not. Uh, anybody. That's what, uh, you know, we talk, meet out there that uh, appear to be very successful. N- nobody has the, the, the full circle. We all have our limitations, but we also have lots of strengths as well. And the reason I picked that title for that book is we're both the limiting factor, but we're also the most important factor in our business. And my contention is that, particularly for a smaller business in the earlier stages of its cycle, uh, the business can't be any better than the owner-manager because he or she is so critical to that journey. Now, when the business gets into stage two and scales, it's the strength and the balance strength of the team, which is important. But you have to come through phase one in order to get to phase two. Mm-hmm. So so people just in terms of uh, sports teams spend a lot of time on attitude. People need to really work on their on their mental attitude about business and focus on what's important for them or for, for them and their business. And their business. And they have to give it a bit of time. You know, we have, um, we're running the management development program there now through the Kilkenny and Carla Leo offices there at the moment. And we have about 20 people on it. And really a lot of that, fo- the focus of that program is about helping people and they're all owner managers. So you'll know some of them there from Kilkenny. Uh, and the, it's about kind of helping them to think a little bit differently in relation to the commerce of the business and what their role within that is. And my contention is, and we're at this game a long time now, my contention is that if we can influence people to think a little bit differently, then they act a bit differently. And if they act a bit differently, they'll have a different output. And if they have a different output, 
eventually they'll have a different lodgement to make in mm. the bank. And uh, Blaze, finally, one of your books is called I Dare You Win the Debate in Your Head. I think a lot of people who, who may be thinking about business think that successful business people just have it easy and they just have a Midas touch. But people do have debates in their own head and doubts and fears and so on, as many people may have facing into into a year. But but you're you're an advocate of some techniques that can actually overcome those. I am, yeah, in the sense of, uh, like nobody, as I said earlier, have the, none of us is the full shilling. So people that tend to be more successful, uh, they tend to go out along the plank a bit further than other people. So they're quite exposed. And if they're smart, and most of them are smart people, uh, they'll always look for a bit of help or somebody, a bit of a safety net or a challenging uh, uh, kind of a benchmark against which they can get a bit of advice and a bit of uh, co- coaxing and coaching and hand-holding sometimes as well, you know, because, um, you know, it's a tough journey. If you're going on a journey you haven't been before, uh, you, you know, people need a bit of guidance on that. But there's always somebody out there who has been down that journey before you. And generally they're willing enough to kind of give you a bit of guidance uh, and a bit of help and you know that's what we do and that's why I write the books and uh, do programs and things like that is because I'm trying to bring I suppose over 40 years business experience uh, make that available to other people for their good and you know I enjoy doing it as well Thank you very much Blaze Ple- pleasure talking to you as always that's Blaze Brosnan um, author and uh, business trainer mentor and consultant and you can find his books on MRIWEX.ie. That's www.mriwex.ie. The bottom line on KCLR with John Purcell. Brought to you with thanks to O'Neill Foley Accountants, the Southeast's largest independent accountancy practice. www.onf.ie. Now you're listening to The Bottom Line on KCLR. I'm John Purcell. With the dreadful impact of the bushfires in Australia never out of the news over the Christmas period, the issue of climate change and its impact on the world we live in has never been more apparent and the need for businesses to adopt sustainable ways of doing business is critical. And indeed, the role of business in meeting the challenges of environmental damage is a subject we're going to be covering in detail in the year ahead. So, in that context, I was delighted to receive a press release concerning local business Connolly's Supervalue in Bagnallstown, who are investing in a series of store energy upgrades, all as part of their efforts to reduce harmful impacts on the environment. To tell us more, I'm delighted to be joined in studio by Michael Connolly of Connolly's in Bagnallstown. Michael, welcome to The Bottom Line. John, thanks very much for having me. Yeah, tell us all about this initiative. Well, essentially, we um, reached a point where um, we needed to revamp the store, and um, our refrigeration was between kind of seventeen and eighteen years old, and uh, naturally things move on in that time period. And in particular, to relate in relation to um, some of the CF gases um, within the refrigeration units, um, which can be quite harmful to the environment uh, if there is ever a leak, and. Um, in relation to that, we looked at a number of different systems, and what we kind of decided on were was a combination of CO2-based and also um, kind of a propane-based, which would be kind of equivalent to your own domestic fridge at home, um, and also doors on fridges. Um, 
massively more energy efficient um, much brighter for the customer because of their use of LED lighting as well within them and they've been really well received in the store. So a win for everybody involved and I'm sure price and you know cost is a huge uh, element both for your customers that come in and you for the business owner and operator. Tell us about that. It, did it require huge additional investment to save the energy or was it quite reasonable? Yeah well the, the total outlay in terms of refrigeration for the store was um, in around 450,000 Um and of that, um, a, a, a large portion of it was um, was uh, relatable to an SEAI grant scheme, which also could involve the community. And um, it pertains basically to to the refrigeration, but also we relit the store uh, using LEDs, and we have now a much brighter store with uh, significantly less power consumption. So it sounds like a, a win-win. SEAI, for people who may not be aware of it, is Sustainable Energy Ireland. of Ireland, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And um, tell us about the process of working with them to access the uh, yeah, funding. Yeah, so it's, um, it's, it's, a, it's a significant paper trail, um, which started in the very early part of last year. And um, you, you present what you are hoping to do, and then they will come back to you and say what is allowable under their conditions. Um, so for us, um, I suppose the, the easy to see items would have been the fridges with doors and also um, the, the lighting and there's other elements as well. Um, and a particular scheme within the SEAI uh, framework would be um, the business and community scheme. And that presented an opportunity with for us to nominate a, um, a community organization within Bagnestown um, and we chose um, to work with uh, the Bagnestown Family Resource Centre mm. um, and Shorthall is the manager there and we we presented um, and uh, it was well received. And they received a, a substantial financial contribution, tell us about that. They did, they, um, they received a, a significant grant on the back of it and uh, it allowed them uh, to upgrade their own lighting and their own heating they changed over to a um, a, a heat pump scenario for their heating um, which again is, is much more environmentally um, effective and uh, provides a, a warm consistently um, good um, um, place to work yeah, um, it sounds like uh, it, it's a win-win all around this kind of a scheme uh, and a, a potential blueprint for the way forward with business. You saved money, you've invested in infrastructure, you were helped by the state and you helped the community. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, was a, it was a scheme that was made aware of, uh, to us um, by, by Musgraves, who uh, operate both the Super Rally and Centra brands. And um, over uh, 13... Um, stores were revamped last year and uh, 13 to 14 uh, community groups around Ireland actually benefited as a result of it. Um, so it's fantastic when you know you have um, a business like ourselves which is embedded in the community that we can give um, real meaningful um, results back to community organisations and um, like the Family Resource Centre in Bagnestown is, a, is, a, is an incredible resource to the town. Um, they cater for uh, everything from childcare to adult learning, um, counselling, uh, family support when needed. So it's it's a true community resource, which is um, which we're grateful to have. 
Yeah, and um, the whole supporting the community and supporting Irish-made goods is a key proposition from SuperValue, I understand. It is. Um, 75% of all products that we would sell would be Irish. And we work with, um, even on a local level, we would work with local suppliers um, from anything from honey to potatoes to, to eggs but um, and bread. But on a, on a broader scheme, um, you know, part of what uh, Musgrave and Super Value do is the food academy and where uh, niche um, small um, producers have the ability to, to work hand in hand with the buyers in Musgrave who would advise and, and develop um, their product for, for retail and also to develop sustainable uh, production um, methods um, to, to ensure supply. And that's been going uh, five or six years and there's been some fantastic success stories as a result of it. Mm-hmm. Great. Okay, Michael, thank you very much. Um, and best of luck to you and everybody involved in Connolly's Super Value in Bagnellstown in the year ahead. A really positive local story of a business doing something to uh, alleviate the pressure on the environment. That's all we've got time for this week on The Bottom Line. We'll be back next Saturday, just after 9am. And don't forget, you can listen back to this episode or indeed any episode of The Bottom Line on our KCLR Bottom Line podcast, which is available across a range of platforms just search for Bottom Line KCLR. Next week, we'll be talking happiness in the workplace and meeting lots more interesting people in business. Thanks to all my guests this week, Michael Connolly of Supervalue in Bagnellstown, Blaise Brosnan and Porrick Tracy of the Asgard Group. Don't forget, if you'd like to contact the programme, you can email us on the bottom line at kclr96fm.com. Thanks to John Keane on sound editing and Deirdre Drummy who produced. I'm John Purcell. Until next week when we speak again, enjoy the weekend and have a good week. KCLR's Bottom Line. Brought to you with thanks to O'Neill Foley Accountants. Now offering a complete life and pensions advisory service to business. www.omf.ie